Line four's on the right, babe. Yeah. Not that Maggie's begging How we doing? 202 on this Tuesday morning. McMonagle here with you for three hours taking your calls. You know how it works. 877-337-6666. Professor Fliegelman's on the other side training another student. Takes it very seriously, that Fleegs. Carlos is in for it all night long. There's pop quizzes. It's amazing back there. It's a clinic. You know who else put on a clinic earlier? Joe Shane, the GM of the New York Giants, he put on a clinic on how to say things without saying things. It's one of those, you know, those clinics that you have to be able to deal with. And one of those clinics you have to be able to put on if you're going to be a a GM in this town, a coach in this town, or whoever in this town. You got to figure out a way to say things without saying things. And while I don't necessarily think he didn't say things, I don't believe what he said necessarily, and I think some of his stuff is misleading. And I don't think the headline is going to be Daniel Jones, quarterback when healthy. We believe in Daniel Jones, the player, the person, the experience. You've seen it. You've seen it. You know why we believe in Daniel Jones. You've seen it. You saw the preseason, as I was just joking about with Marco, although, you know, that's just, he he didn't know what else to say. But you've seen it. How many games did we win last year? Nine? And then we won a playoff game for this team. When's the last quarterback who won a road playoff game? I'll tell you. Eli Manning, that's who. So we have full confidence. Full confidence in Daniel Jones. Well, he also said a lot of other things, and I'm not buying it. I'll be totally honest with you. I'm not buying it. I I understand that they expect him to be the starting quarterback of this team. We've been talking about it for a while. I think everyone kind of does expect him to at least be on the roster. With the contract he's they signed to him last year, it's almost impossible to cut him after one year. The implications are just too much as far as the salary tax goes. They just can't handle it. It makes no sense to have that kind of dead money on the team. Daniel Jones, especially coming off injury, so now there's really no way to trade him or move him. Daniel Jones is going to be on the roster come the start of the year. That I have no doubt. That I have no doubt. And I've speculated for a long time that there's a good chance he would be the starting quarterback for this team, no matter whether they draft someone or not. And make no mistake about it, I still believe they will draft a quarterback in this draft. I still, as as much as people want to, you know, talk about the promise of a season, I saw uh, Evan today talking about the chance of what's going on. Minnesota loses a game last night, so hey, maybe there's a slim chance that they're on a two-game winning streak heading into a bye. While I'm done with the tanking, I'm done with it. You don't have to worry about me complaining about it anymore. Now it's about winning football games. Last night was my last time really complaining about the idea that winning meaningless games. I still don't believe this team has it in them to go and win all these games and really ruin the idea of drafting a quarterback. And he said it in the press conference. He said, yes, we believe in Daniel Jones. 
Yes, you've seen it. You know why we believe in Daniel Jones. It's the same reason we signed him to a contract. We believe in Daniel Jones. And while I do believe that in that somewhat, he also said a lot of things about the quarterback position, which to me, again, is the most important thing to discuss, the most important thing to figure out, the most important dynamic to a team that has a dead season and question marks about the quarterback. I don't care about the question marks about the offensive line. I don't care about the question marks about the youth in the defensive backfield or any other issue with this team, and there are several. I don't care about any of them until I solve the quarterback issue. The Giants need to know who the quarterback is moving forward. That's numero uno for any organization. That's what I firmly believe. Yes, they need to fix the offensive line, of course. Yes, they need to fix a lot of things throughout this roster, and he talked about the process of still doing that. And, you know, he took over a team that was in a disarray, both salary cap, talent-wise, just an absolute, you know, besides some of the top handful of talent that was left here that he ended up signing to contracts, a la Daniel Jones, a la Dexter Lawrence, like uh, Andrew Thomas, besides some of the top-heavy guys who panned out, the rest of the roster was in disarray, and the salary cap structure was a disaster. They were in salary cap hell, the typical salary cap hell. So despite the fact they won nine games last year and won a playoff game, you knew this was a rebuild. I didn't expect it to hit 2-8. and eight. I didn't expect it to look as ugly as 40 to nothing against the Cowboys to start the year, but there was always a chance this season was either a step back or in, in as far as winning and losing goes while still building this team and building the roster. And if Daniel Jones played well this whole year and was healthy and they were losing games because the defense was bad or you know ultimately just were losing games because they were playing better teams and a tougher schedule, but Daniel Jones looked like the Daniel Jones of last year, this conversation wouldn't be happening. But the fact of the matter is, Daniel Jones has now finished two of the last three seasons with season-ending surgery on his neck two years ago, and it popped up again this year, and now at the ACL. And while he has talked about how much confidence he has in him and how he expects him to be the starting quarterback this year coming up, he also talked about, you don't know when he's going to be back, and that they have to address the quarterback situation one way or another. And they absolutely have to. Because I don't know when he's going to be back. We saw how long it took Murray with the Cardinals. It, was, it, it wasn't a, a, a less than a calendar year. He wasn't ready in the time frame it would take Daniel Jones to be ready for week one. Anything could happen in these surgeries. There could be setbacks. You have no idea if Daniel Jones is even capable of being the starter of this team week one. Because it takes more than just being ready to go in mid-September. You have to be through camp. You have to practice. You have to, you know, There's a lot he has to do and be ready for before you could just plug him into week one. So whether they are finding a stopgap or whatever the case may be until Dan Jones is back or they are doing what they also said and what Joe Shane also said in this press conference that he gave the Monday of the bye week is that if the best player on the board is a quarterback, they will not hesitate to take him. And I thought that was the most important part of this conference. When they asked him, would you still draft a quarterback? And his answer was, if if the if the best player we will take the best player regardless of position on the board and right now i'm telling you i firmly believe this with every fiber of my being these two guys built their career on drafting and developing a quarterback joe shane and brian dable in particular is a quarterback 
developer. That's what they are. He's a quarterback coach. He brought the best out of He turned Josh Allen into a guy with talent, arm strength, running ability, and within two years had him as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. That's what Brian Dable did. That's why Brian Dable's a head coach. And I refuse to believe that they would rather go back to an often injured player now who's done nothing but, quite honestly, lose. Not for them. For them, he had the one winning season. But in that answer where he says, well, why am I confident in Daniel Jones? Well, you saw it. You saw him play last year. You saw him win a playoff game. And while I did see him win a playoff game, I've seen him lose his entire career. Is it on him completely? No. Nothing ever is. But unfortunately, Daniel Jones has never been able to lift players into the ability to play better. It's, it's Evan Ingram was terrible with the Giants. Terrible. Evan, couldn't, Evan Ingram couldn't wait to get him the hell out of here. How's he doing with Jacksonville and Trevor, and Trevor Lawrence? Has he picked up his game a little bit? You think it's just a coincidence? You think he found himself? You think he had a heart-to-heart when he was he was sent to the abyss of Jacksonville and said, I got to turn my career around? Or did it help playing with a superstar quarterback? Daniel Jones is a fine quarterback. And he had a good enough year to warrant a contract when they weren't sure where they were going to be in the quarterback situation because they were hoping to continue to build and win. And when you build and win, coming off a nine-win season, hoping to have another one, you're not really in a position to draft a young quarterback. And quarterback free agency is such a crapshoot and makes so much money that it's really pointless. So they gave Daniel Jones a contract. And while I believe that they believe in him, there is no doubt in my mind that if they target a quarterback that they like who is still on the board when they are drafting, they will draft a quarterback. There is no doubt in my mind. Is there a chance Daniel Jones is still the starter? Absolutely. Is there a chance they bring Tommy DeVito back to start a handful of games at the beginning of the year and waiting for Daniel Jones while giving this drafted quarterback a full year of the uh, of the clipboard? That is a 100% possibility. I think there is a good chance Daniel Jones is the quarterback for this team next year, and what that will be is him auditioning for another team. I find it hard to believe, I still do, that considering where I think they'll be drafting, considering the quarterback class, and considering the idea, I'm sure this coach, who is now proven, not only did he develop Josh Allen, but with the whatever talent you may think Tommy DeVito has, you might think he's the next great thing. It's a diamond in the rough. It's uh, you know this incredible story. This is an undrafted free agent who came in here with really no expectation whatsoever. And Coach Dable has coached him up to the point where they didn't throw the football against the Jets to now throwing six touchdown passes and winning the and winning two football games with them. If he could do that with DeVito, you telling me he doesn't want a chance at taking a top talented, top tier college quarterback in the draft? So while in this press conference where the GM met with the the media on this first day of the bye week where they will ha- the entire team will have off for the full week which i think is fine people get hung up on that I, you know i know Marash does i don't know why give them the full week they they what what the hell i wish they gave them the weeks off two weeks prior so they would have lost the games but we'll forget that 
On this first day of the bye week, the coach comes out, the the GM comes out, and he tries to answer some questions, and he tries to settle down some certain things. He talked about Evan Neal. Hey, he went back to the Alabama tape, and he knows Evan Neal can play. Okay, we'll see about that. This is what I'm talking about. What is the? This is what the GM comes out and says. The GM doesn't come out and say, "Yeah, we're done with Daniel Jones. It doesn't make much sense now that he's had a knee surgery to to continue and think of it about him as the future quarterback of this team." Or he doesn't say, "Yeah, Evan Neal is really struggling. I don't know. I, I, I'm very concerned about him. He's probably going to be a guard moving forward." Like those aren't the type of things the GM say in these midseason press conferences. The Giants are in fact building. The Giants are in fact year two of a of a process that I do believe. And that's the other thing. When asked about whether the ownership group believes in the process, he said, absolutely, we're in contact all the time. They believe in us. I believe that. I think John Mara and Steve Tisch, but specifically Mara, is fed up of changing stream, uh, changing midstream constantly. They fired the last three coaches two years in. I think they are exhausted with that. I think they made a pick on two young guys who had a great year for them and won a playoff game, and they're sticking with them. And they understand that that pop-up year might have been better than we all thought. And they're probably better than they are this year. They're somewhere in between. Not as good as a playoff-winning team last year and not as bad as a four-win team this year. They're somewhere in the middle. But they're in the process of building. And in that process of building, you have one question to answer. It's a question he tried to answer in this press conference. It's a question the headlines will tell you he did answer. And in my mind, he did not. And the question is, who's the quarterback moving forward for the New York Giants. And I will be shocked, despite what he says, despite the idea he still might be the starting quarterback next year, who's the quarterback of the future for the New York Giants? We don't know. They're yet to draft him. 877-337-6666. We'll get to the Jets as well, as Rodgers hopes to return to practice and then hopes to play in the game on December 24th. I'm telling you right now, I I love Aaron Rodgers. I was I was on this the second he signed, the second he sat on the Pat McAfee show. He had intentions of being in New York. I ate it up with a spoon. I was all over it. I think they I you absolutely have to bring him in. You absolutely have to bring in Lazard. You absolutely have to bring in Cobb. You do everything you can to appease this guy. You bring him in here. You give him Hackett. You do all that stuff. I agree with all of it. Even though it's backfired because he got hurt four snaps in. I'm still on board. They did the exact right thing. You have to chase this thing. It's been too long for the Jets to not try and win a championship when you have the caliber defense they have and this quarterback was available. You do it all. I would do it again in a heartbeat. You do not allow this guy to go out there and play on a dead season if that's what it is come that time of year. And I I can't imagine in the next month they're going to turn this thing around. With the with the the state of the quarterback play with the, with the way it is right now, but you if they are out of it, if they're even close to out of it, if if it's a miracle play to get back in it, you cannot allow this guy to go out there and risk further injury and jeopardize next season so he could say, "Look, I made it back faster than anybody else." It can't happen. It cannot happen. I'm I'm open to letting Rodgers almost dictate everything. I'm still open to not firing Hackett because Rodgers believes in him. I, 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 as much as he deserves to be fired, as terrible as he is an offensive coordinator, as ugly as this thing has got, I still don't want to do it because I believe in Aaron Rodgers. But I will draw the line at playing out the string of a dead season so he can say, look, Ma, I did it. I can't, I can't abide.
877-337-6666. Let's talk some football here on this Tuesday morning. We'll get into the baseball. A very interesting name has been pondered and leaked out that could be available for trade. I don't know if the Yankees have been leaked. I I have so much Yankee Twitter on my Twitter feed. Just because it says the Yankees are linked to him, I don't know. But there is a name out there that would be very interesting. A new name, a new target. One we're very familiar with. So we got to get to that as well. We'll do some baseball. We'll have some fun with that. But we'll start with the football. I don't believe the GM when he tells me he, he will, without question, Daniel Jones is the guy. I'm not even sure that's what he said. All I know is that they are done with that future. Done. Your official station to talk Knicks. The Fan 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Man, this is a new rejoin. Takes me back to driving around senior year in my Honda Prelude. Back when I thought Honda, I thought my Honda Prelude was the coolest car ever. You, you when you turn the the, it was like uh, I'm sure you guys know this, but when you when when you would turn the lights on, the the lights would pop up out of the car, the headlights, and they would be inside the car when the lights are off and pop up. I was like. Pfft. You think your car was cool? My car blinks. Was this like the Prelude to the Honda Accord or Civic? Because those are the ones I've heard. I've never heard of the Honda Prelude. You've never heard of a Honda Prelude? Oh yeah, Honda Prelude, a little low to the ground car. It was my first car. It was my aunt's car. I bought it from my aunt. Not really bought, you know. I sure I you know I, I probably mowed the lawn for two weeks and she gave me the car. But you know I got it from my aunt and yeah, Honda Prelude, little tiny little small little car down to the ground. The lights would come up. Please, someone call me and tell me Quick you know Google what a Honda search, Prelude is. So it was discontinued? It looks yeah. like it's coming back next year. Really? I'm too big for a Honda Prelude now. I was probably too big for it then, but it's what I had. And I'm, oh, you kidding me? Honda Prelude, this is peak. I saw, you know, it's funny because obviously WFN's under attack lately. Everybody hates us lately. I don't know. We're all hot take hucksters who nobody likes. But I saw someone do a video of... Um, his imitation of what a, a typical WFN host is like. And he nailed me, especially. He just, he nailed me at least. He was talking about, I played high school football and I peaked. That was the best years of my life. And my, my thought process hasn't changed since then. I was like, damn, he must listen to me. He nailed it. That's exactly right. But that's, so that's Peak McMonagle right there. Honda Prelude. I had one of those, I had the, the thing that you would hook up to your uh, your CD player, your Discman, and it was a uh, a uh, you know an attachment you would plug into your Discman, and it was like a, a a cassette thing, and you would put the cassette player in the cassette player, and it would play your CD. So I was playing CDs through a a wonky cassette player into my Honda Prelude. I had driving that in around. my first car, which was yep. a cord mm-hmm. uh, connected, to, you know, it had like an aux cable on the end. Yeah. You connected to a phone. You can, oh, you or can an iPod. to a phone or an iPod. Yeah, no, I people still do that, but I have, or I'm not, probably not anymore, but um, no, this was like, you would put the tape in the tape cassette player and it would like somehow play your music from no, your so I, was, I had yeah, a yeah. cassette that went into the cassette oh, player I that gotcha, the other I gotcha, I gotcha. to a phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because my car didn't have an actual aux cable, but sure. it had a cassette player. Right. I, I, my, the, the Honda Prelude didn't even have a CD player, so I, I wasn't even. Pl- I couldn't even play CDs. I had to play uh, my CDs through that 
my my uh, cassette player. But I love that car till I smashed it up. So I'll never, that was a tough night too. The new one's going to be a, a hybrid. Really? I gotta look into that. I could use a it's hybrid. Replacing I gotta save the some Accord gas. And Civic Coupe, so you can get it two door. Just use it for driving back and forth to the station. Yeah. You have the separate car at home with the kids and the wife. Right. That's not a bad idea. I could use a little commuter car. I mean, I could use the money to pay for it, but I could use a little commuter car. Because, yeah, the gas the gas actually is down a little bit. Well, there would be no gas with this. It, completely, completely, uh, I thought you said hybrid, which is a little bit of both, I think, unless I'm completely wrong. If it's all electric, that's one thing. I think a hybrid does take a little bit of gas, but still be much better. I don't. I've never had a hybrid, but I thought that's why they call it a hybrid. Like it, it's a little bit of both, where one's a completely electrical. But then you got to get the. Do you have, it doesn't come with the the driving like the battery station that you dock, and you got to pay. You got to buy that thing. I'm sure that's thousands of dollars. But gas is coming down in Jersey at least. Three hundred seven. I drive through Jersey on the way here. I'll, I'll switch cars just to get the the better uh, gas for my wife occasionally one night in. But behind the scenes radio stuff, hopefully. Every once in a while, I'll be able to do the show from home. Thankfully, about time. 877-337-6666. We open up with Joe Shane. We open up with the Giants in the quarterback position because to me, it's still the most important thing, and especially on a dead season, which I still think it is. I know. I know. I know there's a glimmer of hope. It's not over just yet. Right? Uh, uh, Minnesota lost the game to the Bears last night. They're, the bloom is off the robes on Dobbs. He was terrible in this game. But, I mean, it opens it up a little bit. They are now officially, the Giants are now officially two games out of a, of a playoff seed. They are, the, they are two games behind Minnesota in the seventh seed, who are now 6-6, six and six, and the Giants are 4-8. and eight. And they play, all, they play a lot of the teams in front of them. They play the Packers. They play the Saints. They play the Rams. They play all the teams that are in front of them. But... I I just don't know if Tommy DeVito and this team is good enough. I know they beat Red, I know they beat Washington, and I know they beat the lousy Patriots. But I can't imagine them winning those games. So for me, as nice as a story he is, and people don't get it, we were just talking about it in the back. Tommy DeVito is not like I don't think he's a starting quarterback in this league. I'd be very very surprised. I think what the Giants have done is found someone who is an undrafted free agent who might be able to be their backup. Like, that would be, and DeVito would be happy. A Jersey kid, the backup quarterback for the New York Giants for six, seven years, it's tremendous. It's a great gig. Who can come in, play a couple games, especially if they are going to keep Daniel Jones. You know he's going to have to play because Daniel Jones is hurt all the damn time. But in that press conference today from Joe Shane, who spoke to the media on the day one of the bye, I don't this the headline is going to be Daniel Jones starting quarterback in the New York Giants. I just that's not the entire story of what he said and I refuse to believe it. He might be and well let me preface that. He might be the starting quarterback next year. But he is not the future of this team anymore. He just can't be. He can't be. And I, I joked about it with Marco in the open. I mean, I can't believe he slipped in. You saw when asked why he still has faith in Daniel Jones. Yeah, can you actually find that for me, Fleegs? Play that clip where he says why he likes Daniel Jones still. 
when asked, because you know, obviously he comes out and says, we anticipate that Daniel Jones would be the starting quarterback when healthy. And then asked, why do you still have faith in Daniel Jones? You know, because they lose so damn much. Um, this was his answer. Sorry, I got Okay, whenever you're ready. I mean, I've seen it. I mean, you guys were all saw last season. I mean, the guy won 10 games. He won a road playoff game for the for the Giants. I mean, you guys saw the whole, the preseason. Um, again, I just think, um, you know, we got punched in the nose early on, and, you know, we dug ourselves a hole, and we weren't able to, to, to get out of it. You know, yeah. we're, we're trying to right now, but still believe in Daniel. Yeah, and then he also says the person after that. and But, I mean, I, again, the preseason – You've seen it. And he just—it's a throwaway thing. Hopefully, it's just you know one of those things he was just compelled to say out of his mouth. But come on, we saw the preseason. We saw the preseason followed by the season, and the season was much more important to me than the one drive in the preseason. And Daniel Jones, besides one half against the Cardinals, wasn't any good in the season. And they opened up the season with a forty to nothing loss to the Cowboys. Like. We, we were acting now because they won two games that suddenly this didn't happen and the season was always screwed and they were always injured and it was never, they never had a chance. They opened up the season, what was it, a three and a half point underdog or whatever it was at home? They got blown out. They were healthy. They were ready to go. Daniel Jones was there, the same Daniel Jones that we've seen, right, Joe Shane? We've seen him. You've seen him. He won nine games last year. Won a playoff game for this team. Where was he week one against the Cowboys? Oh, the offensive line got run was run over. I, I I forgot. I remember. God forbid he overcomes that and plays well. I understand. Impossible. Impossible for a plain yellow pumpkin to become a golden carriage. Impossible. I know. But I just I'm sorry. I've seen the end of Daniel Jones. I was willing to give it this year. He signed the contract. He was the guy. Now he's hurt again. And the Giants do nothing but lose with him. I I mean, that's it. That's it. They lose. And I know I'm the guy who's telling you I wish they lost the last two games, but it's because I hate losing. And Daniel Jones has orchestrated losing, whether it's his fault or not, whether he's had a good accompaniment or not. So you can trust him, Joe Shane. That's fine. And you can hearken back to last year. That's fine. I still saw this year. I still saw every other year of his career. I've still seen the Giants drafting at the top of the draft year in and year out. Ron Astoria, what's up, Ron? Hey, what's up, C-Mac? How are you? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, good. I cannot agree with you more on the, the Daniel Jones. Uh, I mean, I, I said before the season, I mean, well, that's a different thing. Um, what, what I came to talk to you about is I had a coworker that told me before uh, we were watching the Minnesota game, and they're like, oh, yeah, basically if the Vikings lose, we're only two games away. Yeah. So I'm like, if you would have told me this like three weeks ago, that we would only be two games kind of, I, I would look at you like you're nuts. Right. But the, fa- the matter of the fact is, with our strength of the schedule kind of left, like, I mean, listen, is Tommy DeVito the guy? Obviously not. But, I mean, he's playing hot. Like, the, the defense is coming along. I saw. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, like, I don't know how hot he's playing. They scored 10 points against the Patriots, and both of those scores were off turnovers. It's not like he went up and down the field and scored a bunch of points. I know they he threw some touchdown passes against Washington. He scored 10 points against the Patriots. That is true. I mean, I what I what, I guess what I was kind of like. Well, they've the, won two the games. Passes, 
They've won two the games. Passes, yeah, exactly. And he's and got and he and, and he got hired to get a hundred hundred yards uh, receiving. He, it's the offense has been better, I suppose, because it was just the worst. Um, so it's been better, but I mean, I still don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, you want to talk about strength of schedule? I get it. They and, and this is what you hope. And I talked about this at the start of the year back when I believed in the Giants. That I hope the Eagles win every single game. I, I like I did a whole bunch of like the Eagles are playing. I'm like we should all be rooting for the Eagles. We should all be rooting for the Eagles. Giants. That's fans. what I said against Buffalo. Like, yeah, against why not? Of course, the absolutely. Want the, to- you want them to win as many games as possible. So at the very least, that last game of the year means nothing to them. Now, are the Giants even good enough to beat the Eagles with nothing on the line for the Eagles? I don't know. Like that. That's how good the Eagles are, and they find ways to win. Yeah. But they play the Eagles. Uh, in week uh, 16 and 18 with the Rams yeah, mixed they- in. Now, the Rams are a better team than we thought we were at the beginning of the year, and I think they have a chance to be a playoff team. Uh, the Packers, so this is the schedule the rest of the way for the Giants. They have the bye week, then they're home against the Packers, they're on the road against the Saints and the Eagles, home to finish the year against the Rams and the Eagles. Now, the Packers, love hasn't been great all year. There's been ups and downs, but uh, let's see what they do this week, because last week on on Thanksgiving they absolutely dismantled, absolutely oh, they dismantled. <laughs> so they play like that. Well, oh no, if they play like that, you're going to get no question. They smoke the Lions. I mean, they, yes, if they if they play like that, they're going to smoke the Giants. So I'm saying that was once you look at that and you go strength of schedule. Okay, the Packers might be peaking right at this time. Like Love looked like he's really started to really turn it on, and they they absolutely kicked the crap out of the Lions. So. Now, we'll- Okay. I'm sorry. No, good. No, just a quick like what like what would you put like if you had like put like chances like what do you think the playoff chances would be like two percent? They're not very high though, right? No, like, the chance of making the playoffs is uh, is slim to none. I I don't buy it for a second. I don't, I, really I don't think they're very good. Then... I still don't think they're very good. They beat New they beat New England. Who honestly, who knows what happens if he makes a thirty yard field goal and they go to overtime. And and they and they beat Washington, who even when they're at their worst over the last six years, they always find a way to beat Washington. It's hard to explain. I don't know it. I don't know how it's possible. The, they'll play the Eagles down to the wire, and then they walk into MetLife Stadium, and the Giants run all over them. I can't explain it, but it's just the way it's sometimes horses for it's courses. It's the way it works. It's just matchups. It's just the way it's worked out over the last handful of years. But they beat the Patriots 10-7. And if, and if Mac Jones wasn't throwing the ball directly to the defense – they might not have won that game. And if they make a kick and go into overtime, they might not have won that game. So, no. Do I think they're going to beat the Packers? No, I do not. Do I think they're going to go into New Orleans, which, you know, under previous regimes and different and with Drew Brees has been a house of horrors for the New York Giants out in New Orleans? I don't know if they can win that game either. And then certainly if 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 there's anything on the line for the Eagles, like – there's no chance they go into Philadelphia and win a game. That's why this week, again, let's start rooting for the Eagles against the 49ers. Yeah, exactly. The Eagles need to win that game. If the Niners beat them and the Niners are on this big hot streak, they're going to, without question, need that game uh, in week uh, 16 to try and secure home field advantage. They're going to absolutely need it. So, I mean, you got to be rooting for the Eagles here uh, at every turn. But ultimately, no. They've got I, – I like Tommy DeVito. He's a nice little story. The Giants aren't good enough – to go on the road and beat anybody right now, I wouldn't have faith in them, and and I just you know it's it's too far fetched. The Rams are actually better than you think with Matthew Staff. Matthew Stafford and the Rams are going to lose to the Giants. I don't know. They look good this week. I would say the Rams did look good against Arizona. Yeah. And and the thing is too, what what I mean, 
I might get a lot of slack for this, but I actually wanted them to go to overtime really bad. And that we got the ball just to see DeVito in that situation. Like, what are we going to get out of him? You know, I mean. Shame on you. Shame on I you. Mean, you're supposed to. <laughs> what do you mean they're supposed to miss that field goal and win the game? Anything less than that, you're not a real Giants fan. Shame on you, Ron. No, I was just, I'm torn. I Daniel Jones has messed my brain for years where I'm so used <clears> to losing that. I'd rather, even if we lost in overtime, at least we got to see DeVito. That, that was my thinking. That you wanted to see if DeVito could lead them in overtime drive down the field to beat Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Yeah, that would okay. give me a very good, that that was just my thinking because I hear you. That would that would give me a strong like feeling about like, all right, this kid is you know you know the, the DeVito magic isn't just you know showing his, his parents every no. Know, but it, listen, there is no. I mean, come on, there is no DeVito magic. Uh, I, I love the. It's a nice story. He's played well. I mean. You know, this is not Linsanity. I mean, Linsanity wasn't even Linsanity. I mean, like, come on. Just because a guy's had a couple of good weeks does not, even if he even if he did that and went down the field and beat the Patriots. Like, what what do you think you're going to get out of Tommy DeVito? What do you think Tommy DeVito is? Tommy DeVito's a nice little story. You might be a backup in this league, and that's an incredible job from a non... I mean, that, listen, if Brock Purdy, as the last pick in the draft, if one of these quarterbacks drafted in the sixth, seventh round... If they end up being career backups, that's a great job from them. This kid's undrafted. Kate in Long Island. What's up, Kate? Hey. So. Hi. So, first of all, I mm-hmm. 100% agree with you on your Giants analysis. Um, as big of a Giants fan as, as I am, mm-hmm. I find myself rooting for them to lose. Because I want the draft pick. Because yeah. I know that even if they win a couple games, it's not going to lead to anything. No, I mean maybe it's feel good, but that's about it. That's it. People want um, the instant gratification. I don't want. Exactly. I'm not, I, I want to eat my vegetables, and so, so exactly. I can grow big on, and strong. On Thanksgiving, I had people being like, or on Sunday before Thanksgiving, I had yeah. people being like, "You know what jersey you're wearing right now?" And I'm like, "No, I know what jersey I'm wearing right now." I think that it would behoove them to lose right? <laughs> because I want them to have a better draft pick because they're not going to make it to the playoffs. They're not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So why am I bothering to root for them to win here? Right. But, uh, and particularly because of the quarterback. Was, you not said, just Did for anyone anything. ever drive a prelude? Yes. And the first car that I ever drove, I think I was like seven or eight years old, and my oh, aunt – had a Honda Prelude, and it was a manual transmission, and that is how I learned how to drive standard stick. So I am with you on the Honda Prelude thing. Uh, Did you say 7 or 17? No, I was like 7 or 8, and we would drive around her neighborhood, and she let me drive like... Jeez. It was it was it was the nineties. It was the nineties. So. Nobody cared. <laughs> exactly. Anything she went in the nineties. You kidding me? <laughs> exactly. People wore parachute but, pants uh, in the nineties. Exactly. Anything. And anything. Apparently, went. apparently they're coming back. Which I know. I can't. Appa- that, I did. But, I did read an article that apparently the nineties is very much coming back. That a lot. Uh, a lot of the styles and trends of the nineties are coming back. Yeah, I, I don't really keep up with the styles, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, apparently, and I don't 100% agree with it, but uh, thank you for taking my call, and this is a dream come true because I listen to the fan all the time, oh. and you're amazing, so this was 
seriously a dream come true. Well, that's I'm very flattered. Thank you very much. Listen, it's not that hard to make this dream come true. If you want to be up at 2.42 in the morning, 877-337-6666, you, you'll pop right on. Your dreams come true every morning. <laughs> okay, good to know. Okay, Have a Kate. good night. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, dream come true. I appreciate it. You, you know, you talk to Mike and the you talk to Mike and the dog in nineteen ninety six. All right, your dreams came true. You can call here anytime. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Yeah, I love my little Honda Prelude. I loved it. And then right before senior uh, cut day, I don't know if you guys had that. Senior cut day was like a day the entire senior class was self explanatory. The entire senior class would cut and we went to Eisenhower Park. On a Friday, and the night before, on a Thursday night, I, I got into an accident with it. Bummer. I don't think I've been in an accident since. It's the last time. I'm an excellent driver. Excellent, excellent. I'm an excellent driver. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Back is low. Kick on its way. It's got the distance, and it is good! And Lawrence Tynes has done it again. He's kicked the Giants to the second Super Bowl in four years. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Quiet, 248. McMonagle here with you, 877-337-6666. You can also hit me up on Twitter at at CMACWFAN. Just like Alex has. Alex, I, I don't know Alex personally, and he hasn't tweeted at me much, but I've taken his call because I know his comment. And I can't imagine many people have this belief and, and feel as strongly about it and use this exact um, example. But Alex is not a fan of Bill Belichick. So Alex likes to point out Rex Ryan won four road playoff games with Mark Sanchez. Belichick is an absolute disaster without Tom Brady. He is the most overrated coach in the history of the NFL. He's actually, in fact, a terrible coach. And, and Rex Ryan is a far better coach than Bill Belichick. We don't have to get into that right now, but I just love Alex for his, his determination of getting that info to me. He's called me several times. Now he's tweeting at me. At 2 o'clock in the morning, if you're, really fr- if you're really determined on proving that Rex Ryan's a better head coach than Bill Belichick, I'll listen. Why not? 877-337-6666. John and Mineola. What's up, John? Hey, what's up, Chris? What's up, Matt? What's How's going on, bud? Hey, same old, same old, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, I had two points to make. Uh, one with the Honda Prelude. Yeah, uh, it's funny that that even brought it up, man. I had a Honda Civic, uh, and I was in the cars back like in the nineties. I'm, you know, older than you guys. I'm my mid forties, but yeah, I <clears throat> I bought a Prelude with eight twenty two motor. I dropped into a little hatchback Civic back in 1994. And that thing buzzed around, man. Yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> those were quick cars, man. But I was just listening to you come getting ready for work. So I was just laughing. But I wanted to make a point about the Jets. Yeah. And also the Giants. I mean, I'm a huge Jet fan. It had season tickets to the PSL's game. But I don't root against the Giants. I root for the Giants. I'm just playing Jets. But, I mean, them both sitting in the NFC and the AFC – both four wins. The Jets had their bye week. Giants got it this week. I mean, if they were on the table, which according to the schedule, you could, you know, have a, some kind of argument and a debate about it. They both could run the table here. So you're talking about now with the extra game, they had 17 weeks. Wait, wait. The Giants I mean, and Jets could both run the table? 
Is that what you? I believe the John should be on the table. Sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't see how that's possible. But well, it's a small word that means a lot. So let's just call a spade a spade. Okay, let's say they do. Okay, say they run the table. The Giants run the yeah. table and go nine and eight again. Do you think the, in the NFC they'll make a playoff spot? Um. Because the AFC, yeah, they'd have they'd have a chance because let me look at it again. I took down. They'd have a chance because they're beating the teams that are ahead of them. Uh, Well, you know, not in a playoff position though, but ahead of them. Um, If they run the table, which includes beating the Eagles twice, you're aware of that, right? Yeah. Uh, Well, and you and you made a valid point. You said week eighteen went out. Yeah, I mean, so but I mean, to go nine right now, you have seven teams with six wins. So, and yes, Seattle is six and five. Um, someone's going to win the division. Uh, the Falcons are five and six, but someone's going to win that awful division in the, in the, the NFC South. So <laughs> yeah, that, you're out of that. The Cowboys forget. Uh, the, so it's really two spots, six and seven, right? The, the, they have six wins. Seattle is six and five right now. But let's just pick Minnesota, for example. Say Green Bay falls out, you beat Green Bay because that's part of the team, you beat the Rams because that's part of the schedule, and you beat the Saints, and I don't really trust the Bucs. So it's Minnesota. Can Minnesota not win three games? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's plausible. i got to look at their schedule. But look, here's the point. They're not going to win out. They're not very good. They've won two games against two lousy teams. It took all those turnovers just to get 10 points against the New England Patriots who missed a 30-yard 30, 30 field goal to send the game into overtime, and who knows what happens there. The Giants are going to play the are going to have a week off and then play the Packers, and we'll see what the Packers do this week. The Packers just got done beating the Lions, who are arguably the third-best team in the conference, and kicked the tar out of them. Now, they're playing the Chiefs this week, so I don't expect them to win the game. But if they give the Chiefs a game and play well, I I can't imagine you honestly believe. I mean, like right now, love is trending in the right direction. The Packers are trending in the right direction. Uh, could they win that game? Sure. But I, I, I have no confidence in the Giants running the table. Every the, the Giants have now won games when it's meaningless. Now that maybe there's some meaning back to them, I expect them to lose these games. That's what the Giants have done. Listen, you and me both, brother. You're so I mean, listen, lips I, I, to God's ears. Well, I mean, well, my lips to God's ears. I'm not sure what you're looking for then, buddy. I'm confused. But I don't think the Giants are capable of winning all these games. Like, I don't know what we're talking about, quite honestly. Like, I don't know what we're talking about. Why? How, what? Where did we become so optimistic about this team? Like, it's one thing. Like, I get a lot of flack. I get a lot of flack for being an optimistic Yankee fan. That's the Yankees. They had this was the worst season in forty years. This would be the second best. Uh, a five hundred year would be the second best season the, the Giants have had in ten years. Like, why would you be optimistic about the Giants? They're awful. They've done nothing but lose forever since twenty twelve. It's all they do. And that's why I love the, the winning culture argument about not wanting to lose these games. The, you got you to build a winning culture. The culture is far more important than any of these games. It's the culture, the culture. Please, culture my ass. What are you talking about? What's, look at the last two winning teams this, season's had, this team has had. Look at their last two winning seasons that the Giants have had, 16 and last year. How did that culture lead into the next season? 
2017 was an absolute disgrace. They gave up. The coach benches Eli Manning for Geno Smith, and he gets fired. They won. They won 11 games. They, they. I think the Cowboys lost two games that year, both to the Giants. They have this remarkable season. Every single defensive guy they added to the team went all pro. Snacks Harrison, Janaris Jenkins, Olivier Vernon. Everybody went all pro. Collins was all pro that year at safety. They had this unbelievable defense. Uh, you know, o, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was running for 80-yard touchdowns once a, once a game. And they figured out a way to win 11 games, had this great year lost after the boat trip game they lost after the boat trip in green bay and then came back the next year with super bowl expectations because that's the winning culture that was bred and they freaking crapped the bed i almost lost it there oh they crapped the bed they were horrible they were horrible they gave up and then last year finally wow what a great win the 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 we we've got our coach Dable's unbelievable. Daniel Jones has earned a contract. Saquon Barkley's incredible. This team's figured out a way to win. So they're beating they're beating the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. They're beating they're beating Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. What a, what an unbelievable year! They win a playoff game. Oh my God, let's go! This they're going to build on that season. Oh, the winning culture that was built that year. And now look at this crap: forty to nothing on open game against the Cowboys, and then two and eight. But, hey, they've won the last two with Tommy DeVito. It's a nice story, Chris. Can't deny it. It's a nice story. Like, why are we so uh, – Giant fans should be a hell of a lot more pissed than we are and should realize what the hell is going on. They're a losing franchise. I don't want to be embarrassed and lose all these games. I'm. You're not embarrassed yet to be a Giant fan? Come on. It's been it's been garbage forever. That's what I want to snap out of. I'm willing to lose these games in hopes of getting a quarterback that can snap us out of this. Because Daniel Jones can't, no matter how much faith the GM shows in him. No matter, no matter how many times he tells us he's going to be the starting quarterback, we know what happens with quarterback with giant teams where Daniel Jones is the quarterback. They're mediocre at best. And at worst, they win three, four games. I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired of it. And I, and, and I know this isn't fair, but a guy calls up and says the Giants could win out, and it, it kind of pisses me off. What do you mean the Giants could win out? Because they won two games against Washington and the worst Patriots team of our lifetime? A team that was probably celebrating on the sidelines after the missed kick. Maybe not the players, but the head coach possibly, if he's still going to be around next year. Because maybe he's got a quarterback coming his way. And certainly the fan base. The Patriot fans are fed up with Bill Belichick. But we're happy to have Daniel Jones back. Can't wait. Can't wait till he's healthy. Can't wait till he's back. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It drives me nuts. We've got we've gotten complacent. I'm trying to I, that's why I want to lose because I want to snap us out of this complacency and I want to stop being the, the the dregs of the NFL praying for two wins to go to four and eight. How can you be mad at these wins? They're wins. Because they because it took a two game winning streak to be four and eight. That means they were two and eight. 
That means they played 10 games and lost 80% of them. Quick math. I think I'm right. I, but hey, they look, they could win out here. That that Vikings win was pretty that's a that's a pivotal win. A uh, pivotal loss, excuse me. You didn't want to have them, you didn't want that seventh seed to have a seventh win. You didn't want that. No, right. Tommy DeVito and the Giants are suddenly going to turn this thing on, beat the Eagles twice down the stretch, you know, go into New Orleans where they've had a ton of success over the years, beat the Packers who just wiped the floor with the with the Lions and figure out a way to beat the Rams who are probably playoff bound with Stafford. But, yeah, no, they'll win out. Sure, I can see it. I mean, DeVito did hit uh, Hyatt down the sidelines twice. So we're we're ready to take off. Unbelievable. 877-337-6666. One hour down, two more to go. Continue to take your football calls. Maybe we'll get into the baseball. Are the Yankees interested in sleeping with the enemy? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I feel kind of dirty. <laughs> 